1: as they debate the merits of the great American radio show that have been missing for far too long. On that night, an idea was born. That idea became the
0: FDH Lounge.
1: Welcome to the FDH Lounge. Hello, everyone.
0: Welcome to FDH Lounge mini-episode 1210. This is FDH Managing Partner Rick Morris here. We have a guest who is back on with us from FDH. Lounge Mini Episode 1034. Uh, He's a really, really excellent guest that we had on previously. He is on today as Part 4 of our Coronavirus Crisis 2020 series. We're taking a look at a lot of different aspects of this present uh, public health and uh, economic and everything else crisis. There's not a corner of this situation that isn't affecting us all, and uh, the gentleman that we're having back on is a very, very special guest, somebody who can really talk to the kind of things that we're going to need as far as the state of mind to be able to get through this. Uh, You can find, of course, we're going to be talking about this an awful lot at facebook.com slash Vance Inspires. He just put up a really incredible video a couple of days ago when he sort of went through his life story and was talking about a lot of the different challenges that he's met along the way and uh, with, with some insights that I think a lot of us can take for what's going on right now. Of course, also VanceJohnsonRecoveryCenter.com, uh, another place where you can find a lot of great information about where he is working to treat, uh, to help with the staff there that is treating folks who are in recovery and doing his part as a recovery ambassador. So, uh, again, to sort of channel what I said uh, when I brought him back on the previous time on uh, 1034 at the outset, I waited till he was on air uh, before revealing that I'm a lifelong Browns fan. And uh, he got a good laugh out of that. That was the spontaneous reaction I was looking for. I think it's safe to say back in the day, little Ricky Morris never could have imagined, first of all, a global pandemic such as this. But second of all, that he would be turning on behalf of this program for positivity to one of John Elway's three amigos. But that's the crazy state of life in 2020 here. The first person I thought of when I thought we have to book somebody to come on here and talk about positivity and how we get through this is the one and only Vance Johnson. And I'm so pleased and honored to have him back on the program. Vance, thank you again for making time for us uh, in the midst of this crisis. Brother, I'm
1: excited. I'll tell you what, I was really anticipating a visit with you, doing an amazing thing. Although you're a Cleveland Brown fan, actually I love you guys because (laughs) I, believe it or not, it's a place that I'm always going to remember, a stadium that was one of the oldest stadiums in the history of the league. And the day that I had a chance, the weekend that I had a chance to be there, I'm never going to forget. And I really how how uh your fans love the team so much their team so much that you know we knew we were not just playing against the football player we were playing against the whole stadium of people that were for our fans so thank you for allowing me to be on I and mean, it's about saving lives and so we're all in this together Especially what you talked about earlier with this COVID-19 problem
0: we're having around it it really is it really is and uh one more thing about what you just said before we got into that i actually subjected myself a little bit earlier today to rewatching the drive. I didn't remember if you had any catches on the drive or not. And what's amazing to me in rewatching it is, uh, I saw Mark Jackson had two catches, but other than that, not really Amigo driven. It was mostly end of the bench guys. I think there was a big pass to a fullback. I mean, uh, it, it's remarkable, uh, cause I'm thinking back, you know, you, Jackson, the teal. No, two catches for Mark Jackson, but, uh, Elway was basically killing us with everybody else, it seemed like. Well, I'll tell you, I'm going to give you some
1: insights to that, that huddle conversation that we had on this drive. You
0: ready for this? Sure. All right. So, when we were
1: inside the huddle, I knew that I was going to be the go-to guy because I'm always the go guy in the game with John Elway. We saw John coming off the sidelines after talking to Dan Reed. And we looked in his eyes and we knew he wanted to win. I and mean, we thought the game was over with, but we saw in John's eyes he wanted to win. That's when I knew it was advance John's time. When we get to the huddle. I'm looking at John's face. If John starts calling plays, unlike he called plays throughout the whole game, he looked at me and said, Man, you're not getting one pass because everyone's gonna expect you to get a pass. I want you to run down the middle of the field and clear it out for everybody. Clarence K, Mark Jackson, Sammy Winder, he was telling me exactly who he was gonna be going to see the ball with. And if they weren't open, she was gonna run it. Ready? Break. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that, yes. And if you go back and look at it, you'll see that I was just the person that was out for guys to
0: come the so what I saw was no accident. It was a careful design. Okay. Wow. It was a careful design.
1: You called it before we even got on the phone today, like. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was. I was. I was watching it. I was just curious because I didn't remember you having any catches of it. But uh, again, you know, it's you know who knows what I remember from from what actually happened. But yeah, rewatching it was kind of a revelation. And yeah. Going into that
1: touchdown, I thought that was going to come to me then as well. He said, Vance they're going to double team you." Mark Jackson was coming right behind you, and if you watch real close, Mark
0: didn't catch the ball; It's stuck between his ribs and his arm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I remember that, and that was uh, oh, quite, uh, quite, quite a memory. And uh, yeah, much better memory for for you guys than for us. But yeah, it was a remarkable day. Uh, it, it goes down in NFL history, part of a remarkable period of time, and uh, I, again, this this sort of segues into, uh, again, I, I, I'm going to spend a number of different times in this conversation just uh, urging people to go check out the video, facebook.com slash Vance Inspires, the video you put up there where you did an excellent job of sort of summarizing a lot of your life story and what you bring to this, and, and it's a thing where we would think back on those times as... That's got to be the best times of his life. He's out there. He's a star wide receiver in Denver. He's played in three Super Bowls. Uh, had a thousand yards the one year I think, and, and probably in, in any other offense would have had a thousand yards a couple more years, where you know you could have gotten a little bit more you know concentration of the ball to yourself rather than it being spread around. A really excellent career, uh, and yet again, uh, it's, it it turns out that really it's this chapter of your life now where you are really shining because this is where. You, you have the metal piece and everything like that that you never had back then.
1: Well, believe it or not, the the game field that I played on during those 10 years was just preparing me for the fall that was coming and the game field that I was going to be on to be ready to be used to save lives. During my career, everyone saw the edited version. My only reality was um, when I was on the field and I was making touchdowns, and you probably heard that in my sight when we talked about that game previously, mm-hmm. So, but off the field, brother, I was That in my mind you know,
0: I'm feel. well, and I can tell you too that having had uh, a number of friends who have dealt with either uh addiction issues or mental health issues, one of the things that I had sort of learned over a period of time from observing is that that one of the things that 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 separates them from many other people uh, is the lack of defense mechanisms essentially like hard times can befall somebody like me, but it's gonna hit somebody harder who's got mental health issues or addiction issues or, or whatever. And that was a thing where, you know, you, you went to that in your point a little bit uh, in the video the other day when you were talking about folks dealing with addiction issues right now and trying to stay clean and everything like that, that it is a particular thing. You know, it, all the rest of us are sitting here going, oh, boo-hoo, I can't do this, I can't do that, whatever. But it's a little bit more life or death to somebody who is struggling with either mental health or addiction issues. It
1: is. And I had a real child growing up around a lot of trauma, uh, trauma rather, it traumatized me uh, to the point where I hated my father, I was very shy, I wanted to create and achieve an identity Uh, all along the whole time I was doing everything to try to get out of my mind, which eventually led me to the drugs and the alcohol. People that suffer with emotional and mental illness, they usually then go to that secondary thing to cope with it, and that's the drug or the alcohol to deal with their mental anguish that they're dealing with. So... After my career was over with, you know, not having anything and the fortune being gone, then this mental problem exacerbated and literally the only way I could cope the life was by using. And unfortunately, there were failed suicide attempts even during my career. I was cutting my wrist one time after a Super Bowl that my mother called me and I would have killed myself if she hadn't gotten a hold of me. I mean, I can go so deep into this story. Driving cars, crashing on Highway 225 in Denver, Colorado going to the hospital and, you know, being in and literally scared that they were going to take me to jail. So they ended up putting me down by a floor to hide me from the cops. I mean, if I, there was social media back then, brother, I would have went viral because I was dealing with so much mental illness during my career. And after my career, just got even worse, obviously. And it, I ended up, you know, calling my mother one night, literally, to the point where after so many years of using and failed suicide attempts once to die and not caring if I die, It was my fault even when my own children got killed because I wasn't the father I needed to be. He ended up trying to get a hold of me, I'm sure, and he couldn't reach me, and he was going to college where I was living at. He would take the motorcycle the very same night He gets run over and killed by a drunk driver. I'm already suffering mentally, so that took me overboard to the point where now I'm trying to die. And I called my mom one night and told her I was going to die. She races over to pick me up on the way to the hospital. I ended up actually getting out of the car going to the hospital door. And I fell into a 28-day coma. That was just waiting for me. Literally to the point where at day 24, they told my mother my body was shutting down. All my organs were shutting down. And they had to make a decision to pull the plug. My mom couldn't do it, so she called all my children, who I had abandoned. By the way, guys, now I'm all the way up to my seventh wife at the time. This is how bad I was suffering.
0: interesting too i think the dichotomy in terms of where you've been and where you are now because this is a thing where again knowing what i just said about defense mechanisms and the problems that that people uh, can have if they have either mental health issues and or uh, addiction issues on, on that sense the vulnerability that's there that i knew and yet this is one of these things where When I booked this segment, as I said at the top here, you were the first one that came to mind for doing a segment on positivity and how to get through a time like this. And it wasn't until I was watching your video uh, where it hit me. It's a thing where there's a lot of people like me who would look to you at a time like this. But ultimately, we're all dealing with this together and we're all dealing with our own issues. And in watching you in that video with the vulnerability that you were showing and everything like that, it just kind of hit me like, wow, you know, I mean, he he has a lot of good answers for other people, but by the same token, he's still dealing with it himself. So it's really kind of an interesting kind of a thing here, because you're somebody that's able to help a lot of other people with everything that you have to say, with your message and all of that. Uh, but at the end of the day, you've got to try and make it through this just the same as the rest of us. And that's
1: what's so good about this thing, brother. And I'm going to be honest. I thought when I was first getting clean that I wanted to go off to the sunset and just my happy sober life for the rest of my life but instead of that i think you no know, i know that god had transformed me so i wanted to stand by the by the door of the cover so that i can have my hand out and reach out and pull people back into the treatment that they need and the only way i was going to be able to do that was by staying transparent and staying right there and dealing with my personal emotional be evil, someone's going to be trying, marriages are going to have to suffer, children are going to be, you know, caught doing things with the world, and you have to find a way how to deal with it. And so I want to be one of those resources. I'm not here to necessarily uh, do a way working out for you, but I just want to encourage your listeners that there's a way out of the trauma that they're going through right now, especially in this time of the pandemic that's happening. Because the COVID-19, children being home, it's a whole new model inside the house now where if mom and dad weren't getting along at first, now they're having to spend all the time here. If dad lost his job, now mom is looking over dad like, what the heck are you going to do now? The kids are watching this fight and eventually it's lead the kids to suffer. So we got to be transparent and open and communicate about this and work this thing out together. And so I'm almost glad that this is the time that God has been feeling-
0: Absolutely, and and I, this is something I said the last time that you were on the show. Is that uh, I am a lifelong uh, Roman Catholic, so I'm pretty much good with everything you're saying there about your uh, religious, yeah, and spiritual message. I mean, you know, whatever whatever minor sectarian differences there might be uh, are overshadowed by basically, you know, uh, yeah. I mean, it, I'd say just about 100 percent on the same page with everything that you're saying, and so I can recommend that as as well. But it's a thing where I have found in my own life a lot of times that uh, when there is difficult times such as this, that it always it helps me if I'm trying to work on something positive, something productive, whatever. So this message that you're, you're out there spreading to other people about how they can get through this, uh, hopefully uh, I feel this would be something that would be helping you as well. Is it giving you strength to try to give strength to other people? This <laughs> is dealing with even today if i may share i just yeah. hope today brother because i had a
1: conversation with someone i can't i won't say who it is but a loved one who called me and angry with me was cursing me and saying some things that were really hurting my feelings prior to me talking with this person i was actually getting the word because i'm a believer but my emotion started to rev up a little bit and i wanted to fight for myself i wanted to use my language to try to I'm dealing with, and not turning to the left or the right, which is the drugs or the alcohol argument or blaming, but literally controlling myself and being able to love someone and know that maybe someone else suffering more than me, what can I do to help them? I went a long way with that, but I hope that made it
0: No, that did, actually. And uh, I actually checked out, and one, one of the great things, I'll recommend this again, is if people keep going back to Facebook.com slash Vance Inspires. Uh, I actually saw your video you posted about that, and I, I I got the sense almost sort of in the immediate aftermath of it, so watching you sort of emotionally break down what you had been through, same as you did uh, here now, is really, really, really powerful, and again, I'm, I'm glad it's helping you to try to help other people, because, uh, yeah, like I said, I mean, we can fall into a trap of thinking that other people have the answers, and I guess that's kind of where I was when I went to book this segment, like, ah, Vance Johnson, he'll know what to tell all of us right now, but... You know, you're you're a guy who's been through an awful lot yourself, and again, and we're all going through it now. And as you've indicated, it's more profound for folks that have had these type of issues here. So I'm glad that you're doing something that, while it's also helping other people, is helping you to be able to get through it as well. Because you're a valuable person to still be around to continue to spread this message. Well, you know, you're right. I think the fear said you should call call on me because I do have all the answers. We all have the problem. We all have the problem. That's uh, the answer. Yep. That's right. Right? Yeah. So I'm not
1: going to live in edited version, brother. I even made a post the other day. I'm not going to do any more
0: selfies right now.
1: Why can I go through that edited version so people can push the so I can see I'm only going to be doing as good as my likes but I'm getting. True. Right? Sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, man. And if that's the first thing you're doing when you wake up is going to social media to see how many people liked or commented on your post, you're going to have a tough day.
0: Yeah. Well, and... and by that definition, I know a lot of people who have tough days because that's what they take a lot of validation in. But, uh, you know, yeah, it's, uh, it's smart not to be one of those people, certainly. But it's one of these things where, you know, as you're going through this experience, and again, and this is something that, again, none of us really ever could have imagined, although as I'm going through this, there are vague echoes of when I would hear from older family members about World War II, what that was like on the home front. And then, of course, any of our experiences with disaster movies, contagion. So it's it's sort of those things being sprinkled in, but nothing that any of us really ever expected to be living through, let's be honest. But it's one of these things where, for somebody like you, with the experiences that you've had previous to this, is there any kind of a sense for for people who've had any of these type of uh, issues who are vulnerable in this way, where there might be some deja vu as far as, potentially feeling trapped as far as the fear that we're all feeling right now. Uh, is, is there is there a big danger that this is uncovering a lot of bad things from the past for a lot of people right now? Yes, yeah, in fact, that, that's the language in this
1: recovery space right now and also the mental illness hospitals that we have. I have a company that's the brand that I'm working for. is called Obathor, Inc. They have about 14 mental illness hospitals around the country. So we're all gearing up because we know that during this time people – are suffering so much that they're either leaning on their alcohol, leaning on their drugs, having domestic issues inside the home, children being traumatized possibly, and they're not being you know, being social, so they're suffering too. But on the other end of this, there's going to be a lot of help that's going to be needed, and that's the reason why I'm sure you're a resource and I want to be a resource, and there are ways to be able to cope and deal with this. It's going to happen again in life, but this time right now is a time for us to come together rather than sit apart, even over social distancing so that we can communicate about what we're really going through, what we're feeling, but not losing our faith
0: while we go through Well, looking ahead, Vance, it wouldn't surprise me if you started to get a spike at places like yours a couple of weeks from now when the stimulus checks get out, because I was just talking about this the other day with a friend of mine. There was a creative project that I worked on a couple of years ago uh, that was set in Alaska, and in, in researching it, I realized that uh, some of the biggest business that the drug gangs do is in the fall of every year when the oil royalty checks go out from the state. That's when they really start. So the the parasites are really out the most when they know everybody's got a certain amount of money in their hand. These stimulus checks go out. The parasites are going to be there. And uh, that's where places like yours are needed more than ever at a time like that.
1: That's right. They're getting ready. And
0: have you heard about the guns that are being sold right now? Yes. Yes. Record amounts. Yeah. I mean... I get the sense, because I know one or two people who have, I think, been consumers at this time. Thus far, I get the sense that it's more for defense. People are thinking, ah, oh, society's going to break down, ah, oh. you know, I think it's more for that, but it could be for some offensive purposes, uh, which would just lead to harder times all the way around as well. Hopefully not as much of that. Yeah, you're right. It's
1: for defense. I think mean, people just are afraid because if people get broke and they don't know how to survive, they're afraid that someone's going to try to break in and take their, their
0: stuff. So, yeah. Right? Yeah, and that's uh, that's where I think it's all at for right now, and if that's the case, that's a, that's a thing where it's still good, and uh, hopefully, again, hopefully this whole thing can kind of loosen up and we have the ability to kind of open things up without getting more people sick before uh, there's further economic calamity or people suffering during the shutdown or whatever, but, uh, you know, it's an absolutely unique time in history to go, I mean, it, there's always the chance this could happen again, but it'll never be the first time it happens, and So none of us have a playbook to go off of. None of us have any kind of sense of what this is going to be like, what the end game is going to look like, whatever. And that's where, again, you know, in in doing this series on the coronavirus crisis and trying to look at a lot of different aspects of it, we've tried to put together something that will stand up now for people to listen to and also something that we'll be proud of, pointing back, looking, saying, yeah, that's what we did at the time. And I knew this conversation was going to be the case, uh, Vance. I knew that it would be, but uh, somehow it, it, it's actually even exceeded my expectations because of the, the great way that you're able to deliver your message and the feeling and everything that you, you put into it. This is this is really something that just is going to spread your message in such a great way, and I'm so grateful to you for being a part of this series. Brother,
1: I sure appreciate it. I look forward to uh, visiting with you again. I think you and I are, are on the same in the same football field right now playing on the same team so whatever I can do to keep encouraging people through your uh your you know social media I'd love to be involved. God bless
0: you man. yeah I appreciate the time. Thank you Vance. I really appreciate it and I'll tell you what and it says to me too that our mutual friend Vernon Turner uh, for as many great friends as he made in football when, when he says to me uh, that you're one of the people that he respects most in this world out of out of the folks that he was associated with in the NFL that really really says something so you know, our, our mutual friends speak so highly of you as well. And it's it's a real pleasure. And I'm looking forward to the next time that we have you back on because uh, your message resonates, especially at a time like this. But there's never a time when it doesn't resonate. So I, I certainly look forward to catching up with you down the road. And like I said, I'm so grateful to have had you on. Brother, I
1: sure appreciate it. Make sure you tell DPS, man.
0: hello, man. Have a great weekend. I will. Thank have you. A great- Absolutely. Same to you, Vance. Thank you. God bless. Appreciate you being on. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in to FDH Lounge Mini Episode 1210.